All right, welcome to Choir Talks. Thanks for being with me today. I met with a friend this morning and we read through Psalm 16 together. And I just wanted to share with you what I feel like the Holy Spirit was showing me through that Psalm today. It's a great Psalm to read devotionally. And by that, I mean not just to read for information, um, but it's a scripture that you can read as a prayer that can become like a worship expression uh, that you read back to the Lord and speak back to Him. Psalms are great. Uh, I love them. They, they empower our worship. They, they help put words to the things that, that we feel about God. Um, they really speak to us about who He is, but also they teach us uh, how to get into the presence of God and how to come before Him. Um, so here's some of the things that I saw this morning in, in Psalm 16. It starts this way. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. Um, so here's an example of words that are a prayer. He starts with a prayer. Keep me safe, God, for in you I take refuge. It's a prayer for protection. Um, I think that's sort of the first point of this psalm is that God is our protection. Uh, the word refuge sticks out to me here because it's really a pervasive word uh, amongst the many psalm writers who write these songs. Uh, refuge, uh, that idea that, that we can go to God and find covering, find help find uh, uh, separation from us and our enemies. And, and, uh, and so uh, the Lord is our refuge. It's a theme that uh, the Psalms uh, show prevalently. Uh, so in, it's awesome to know in this unpredictable, unmanageable world that we live in, that we have this, this power, this almighty God who is our safe place, as you will. He's the one that we can run to. There's so many things that people try to cling to for protection. I was thinking about just as you walk through life, you first of all, you're, you're cling to a parent for protection and then maybe to a friend and then maybe to your education or maybe a job or a spouse and then to a savings account or a 401k or a healthy lifestyle. Um, and then ultimately maybe your own children or grandchildren. All of these things you might look for to, to protect you from the things that, that life might bring your way. But it's only God that has the power to truly protect us. Only He can truly be a refuge uh, that helps us in any situation that we get into. The psalm writer here uh, sets aside the smaller powers in his life, and he goes to the main power. Here's verse 2. I say to the Lord... You are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say to the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more, and I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up the, their names on my lips. Here, the psalm writer, or I call him the worshiper as I'm reading this, the worshiper makes a statement about God that, that talks about priority to me. He says, I say to the Lord... Uh, apart from you, I have no good thing. He's adding up in all the good things in his life and compares them and says, Lord, you're number one. It's really a statement of priority in his life. You are the, the main thing in my life, the goal in my life. Um, we sing a hymn that says, Be thou my vision, that one thing that's in my vision that is more important than any other thing. 
The Apostle Paul teaches us this same thought in Philippians chapter 3. He says this, Whatsoever things were gained to me, I now consider them lost for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. He looked at everything in his life and he said, The main thing of value in my life is knowing Jesus. Um, and so says the, the worshiper in this psalm. Then he kind of enters some a different territory here. In verse 5 he says, Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen from me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. First of all, he said that, that God was his protection, right, his refuge. Here he's saying something different. He says, the Lord is my provider, he says, you're my portion and my, my cup. He's talking about that God is his, his resource for uh, the things that he needs in life. I think the worshiper is taking a posture of humility here. He's recognizing that, um, that it's by the Lord's hand that he has the things that he has in life, not by his own efforts, not by his own uh, goodness or merit, but it is only through God. James tells us the same thing. In the the first chapter of the book of James, he says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. So it's a point of humility for all worshipers to recognize that that all that we have and all that we need come from God. That that word portion and then inheritance kind of conjured up something for me from me that's earlier in the Old Testament when the the priest um, when God speaks to uh, to Moses about how to divide the land as they go into the promised land he gives no land or inheritance to the priest instead in numbers 18 he says I am your portion I am your inheritance and that's true for all of us as believers now he he is our resource the thing that that um, that brings us blessings and good things in life. All right, one more point in, in the psalm here. Finally, the worshiper um, looks at God and sees the importance of God's presence with him. He sees, uh, if you remember, his protection, his provision, and now his presence. Listen to some of the presence phrases in the rest of this psalm. He says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken, because you will not abandon me. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Here you can see the close relationship that the worshiper, the psalm writer, is pursuing with God. He wants to be close. He wants to press in to God's presence, to know him and to follow him. This part really challenges me. This psalm writer, this worshiper, expects to hear from God. He expects to see God and to depend on him and to have joy in his presence. Um, Going back to those phrases, first of all, he's focused on hearing God. He says that God counsels him. So this isn't the relationship of someone who's far away, who just has a, a mental knowledge about God. This is someone who is familiar with God's presence, someone who has learned to hear God's voice in his life to understand his counsel. Uh, one of the later phrases, he says this, you make known to me the path of life. As he listens to God's counsel, he sees that God is, is making known to him by speaking to him how to live his life in a way that pleases God, 
how to live a godly life, a life in God's presence. Secondly, um, he finds God's presence because he is focused on seeing God. And here's the phrase that makes me think that. He says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. He sees God at work in his life because he is intently looking at God. He's intently looking for God every day. He doesn't, he doesn't go through his days without a consciousness towards God's presence. Instead, he, he spends his days seeing how God is, is present with him as he walks through the activities of his day. Uh, he mentions that he trusts God. He says about God, he will not abandon me. In other words, his presence is always going to be with me. Uh, he, uh, lastly, he enjoys God's presence. He delights in God's presence. Uh, the word joy sticks out to me here. He says he has joy in your presence and pleasure at your right hand. The worshiper in this psalm and for generations since have come to know that there's a unique joy that comes from experiencing God's presence. Uh, we used to sing a, a song that has this lyric, I just want to be where you are, dwelling daily in your presence. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. I think that's the heart of this worshiper here in Psalm 16. Hey, as you get a chance, open your Bible to Psalm 16. Don't just read it, but speak it back to the Lord and let it, meditate on it. Let it let it have a place in your heart as you learn to be a worshiper. Have a great week.